right. Uh, Matrix Resurrection. Matrix 4. We'll just call it Matrix 4. Um, Matrix 4. A huge waste of time and absolutely sucked ass. I mean, can't say I was too surprised. I mean, honestly, I saw it coming, but... I just wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt because apparently Spider-Man did really well and, you know, I seem to be wrong about that. But apparently, <sighs> I hate when I'm right. This movie was, this movie sucks so bad. It, it's just, it, it was, it was just one of the, and I don't even know how to begin. I mean, apparently Neo is alive and Trinity is alive, even though we both saw them die. Uh, apparently the machines had a war with each other which of course they, they pretty much this is pretty much the same narrative from the second and the third one and they just meshed it together as the plot for the fourth one and apparently there's a new villain who pretty much is doing the exact same crap that mr smith did from the second one except you don't see them change nor does i mean honestly apparently the machines have free will now as all the as well as all the computer programs which i mean i don't know how that happened morpheus is still alive but apparently which they never really explain apparently morpheus is a computer program now too which then don't really emphasize on they claim that neo's the one that did it even though neo apparently was trapped in the matrix or some shit i don't know man this movie was just terrible beyond repair and i don't even know if i like i said the, the, i i don't know man it's just i i don't even how could you really get into detail of how crappy this movie was like this movie was beyond crappy like, th this new villain apparently is doing the same thing that Mr. Smith did, but same per same idea, if you remember from the second one, but apparently the guy, the thing that can, the, the honcho, the head honcho that controls the Matrix is suddenly okay with it. Apparently the whole purging of the Matrix thing is brand new. Machines can choose whether to work with the machines or work with humans. Like, as if, like, I don't understand what the fuck, like, I don't understand, man. This, this, despite, despite all these machines being controlled by the same entity, they're able to ha establish free will, and they have thoughts and feelings, and can make their own decisions. I, I don't know, they kept always overemphasizing the fact that Trinity had to make her choice on whether she wanted to stay in the Matrix or not. Like, and, and what was funny about this, and this is how you know some of, like, the woke you know, liberal douchebag crap was, was centered in there because they kept having it reestablished over and over again that it has to be Trinity's choice. It's her choice. You can't disrupt her choice. And and this was all coming from the female characters in the movie. So you knew there was like some woke mentality in it. But but overall, woke mentality or not, this movie was doomed from the start. I mean, the plot was just, the plot was dumb. The whole process was, th this whole movie was dumb. I mean... Like I said, Morpheus apparently is still alive, and he's in the Matrix, but he's a computer program, and it's because of Neo, but Neo was gone, as well as the fact that he was dead. I mean, he's fucking dead. <laughs> but apparently the machines decided to bring him and Trinity back to life. Like, how, like, how were they able to bring him back to life? He died. 
How are they able to bring Trinity back to life? She died. Like, she literally died. And don't you think the bodies would have been decomposed? Well, at least Trinity's body anyway. Don't know. You know, how are these machines able to, you know, defect from the, from, how, how are the machines that join the humans able to defect despite the fact that they're controlled by the same entity? Don't know. Like, it's just, this whole fucking movie, it, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This, this, this movie is, um, it, it's left me very, very speechless. I mean, in a bad way, it's, it's, it's left me very, um, it's just left me very, 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 very speechless. I, I don't, I don't know how to, like I said, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, we'll play, we'll play a video that, I mean, that may give get an idea of how bad this movie is. So I have finally seen The Matrix Resurrections, and I must say that I'm really disappointed. It's a film that has some great ideas and concepts going for it, but when it comes to its execution and its highly bash you over the head meta approach, it left me asking, what was the point of this new entry? In this video, I'm going to be giving you my spoiler-free review for The Matrix Resurrections, discussing why I didn't exactly love this new film, but I will try to balance it out with some positives as I took away from it too. Before I get into it though, if you want to see more videos on The Matrix Resurrections, then don't forget to support this video by giving it a like rating, subscribing to the channel, and turning on your notifications. Also, feel free to check me out on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram at Cortex Videos, which is all linked in the description below. But without further ado, let's dive into my spoiler-free review for The Matrix Resurrections. So nearly 20 years since the last Matrix film released, we have been plugged back into the franchise with The Matrix Resurrections. The original film had groundbreaking filmmaking with its technology and techniques, aided by introducing mainstream moviegoing audiences into concepts they hadn't seen tackled previously in a large-scale R-rated action film. The traditional action film was renowned as being quite conventional and quick cut, but while The Matrix did give us entertaining fast action, it also pushed forward a new generation of filmmaking through the way it was filmed, with longer takes and higher concepts that we don't really associate with this kind of feature. We got a film which reveals that the humans are more machine-like than they think, that the machines have human qualities as well, and there's also the choice presented between fate and free will, perfectly symbolised with the red and blue pill sequence. 
It primarily explored the inner workings between the body, brain and mind, and how that connection can all change when the world turns out to be an illusion. While the sequels didn't quite reach the heights of the original film, I did like everything they were going for, and the unlimited depth that this on-screen world could bring was fully on display through memorable sequences in both of those subsequent films. But it was further the love story of Neo and Trinity that was at the heart of this groundbreaking series. And now with The Matrix 4, we get a film that aimed at tapping into more of that love, but it ends up being a film that doesn't fully capitalise on this approach, nor even reach the mark of the sequels. It's one which lacks creativity, a film directing you at the past and becoming overly meta in a laughably bad way. Lana Wachowski has returned to the franchise with The Matrix Resurrections, a film that for sure is hugely ambitious when it comes to the world of rogue problems, slow motion, kung fu action, and sci-fi exploration. Its philosophical ideas are all still there, but its main themes get lost under bad filmmaking, script writing, and storytelling, ultimately becoming a picture that unlike the previous entries, is not very rewatchable. It must be said that the Wachowskis are very creative, and you can tell that Lana, in the case of this new film, wants to make something entirely different. The original Matrix and some of their other work is extremely ambitious in the ideas they present, and they want to ever so cleanly merge the line between blockbuster and art. But the inspiration and dreams that one can have don't always equal to something that is stable or watchable. This is the case of Resurrections, where we get a good sense that the filmmaker is trying to say something about the landscape of films and the plethora of reboots, sequels, and controlling studios, but when it comes to diverting that into a new idea, the fresh direction doesn't get the justice it could have gotten. Sure, there's a real sharpness to the film that does set it apart from other franchise relaunches, but it becomes so on the nose that it almost threatens to take you out with it. Everyone is going to mention this in their review too, but the film is so meta. Meta in a way that it conveys a filmmaker's frustrations with Hollywood studios and corporations, in the sense that they keep putting out the same product on loops, even when it's titled as something supposedly new. There's an early scene in the film which literally involves Thomas Anderson being brought into an office and told that Warner Brothers, the company behind the Matrix films, as well as his Matrix video games in this film, wants a sequel, along with that there are virtually no other ways for storytelling to exist now. Instantly, you get a sense of the irritation when it comes to reboots and sequels, and it only gets deeper from here. I do get this, and as a fan of film, I also feel this frustration, and it's something that I've not particularly loved about the direction of the industry. But here, Lana is stuck in her own version of The Matrix. She cannot escape that structure, and ultimately, the film just feels so unmatrix in doing so, almost fan-created at times, that it leads me right back to the fantastic original set of films. In The Matrix Resurrections, just as the title indicates, the old is used as the new. The plot involves a soldier named Bugs, played by Jessica Henwick, who is already freed from the Matrix, noticing some old code repeating itself. 
Morpheus is also back, but this time portrayed by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and a new version of that same character. We discover that Thomas Anderson, played by Keanu Reeves, is alive and living a tired existence inside the Matrix, and it's from here where things go into the extreme meta and self-awareness take. He is a game designer who created a trilogy of massively popular games called The Matrix, and he starts to see things that relate to his past, don't add up, or lead him right back down the rabbit hole. He sees Trinity, played by Carrie-Anne Moss, now called Tiffany, at a local coffee shop, and the two seem to have a connection, but he can't quite place it. And like those original films, he senses that something with his life is wrong, leading him to come in contact with a therapist, Neil Patrick Harris's analyst, who helps him not go completely crazy. And we soon learn that Tom's boss at the gaming company goes by the name Smith, played by Jonathan Groff, which is of course Neo's nemesis played by Hugo Weaving in the original films. It's not long before Morpheus shows up and he gets sucked back into the now ancient battle between human and machine, but as you could probably already guess, the real world has changed quite a bit since we saw Zion in the past. From what I gather, Resurrections is the director's attempts to deconstruct the whole concept of what audiences expect from blockbuster films and what they are. It's saying that now, people are comfortable in the Matrix, and the freedom of the real world doesn't excite them as much. But this makes the original idea of freeing minds sort of pointless, reversing what we really love the Matrix for. It is mind-blowing, a interesting premise, but like I was saying, it just feels unnecessary in the grander scale of the Matrix franchise. But not only are its ideas not fully executed or realised, it's quite a standard action movie that doesn't really do anything unique or memorable. This is a massive issue, because in a Matrix film, we don't get much action, and the action we do get is badly filmed, has no fluidity, and appears quite traditional. I never thought this would be the case going into it, and it's almost as if these new action scenes weren't great, and they tried to film multiple moments of slow-mo and bullet time to make us think, oh well, that's cool. But that's the problem, it's not. It's quite stagnant and needs much more life added to it. There was one moment though which involved lots of bodies falling from buildings and that was pretty epic, but apart from that and a few moments of kung fu fun, I'm shocked to say that I was extremely underwhelmed by the action in a Matrix film. And alongside the action, this movie is clearly trying to express its love to previous instalments, relying on way too much flashbacks to the older movies in the middle of new scenes, both dialogue based and action based. It's weird because Lana does to some degree approach characters like Neo and Trinity with all the love you expect, but the structure of this movie, its storytelling and overly nostalgic base do not help the evolution of these characters or even the new ones. They also muddle the tone of the film completely. Interestingly, I said a month back that I thought this film would be about a response to nostalgia, and while it did turn out to be just that, it became this in all the wrong ways. But that was my spoiler-free review for The Matrix Resurrections. 
As entertainment and art, this new Matrix film falls extremely short, with very little moments leaving you impressed when it comes to its previously innovative visuals, new characters, or storytelling direction. It feels like an unnecessary next step that tries to badly justify why it's necessary. The one thing I can say is that because it doesn't take itself too seriously, knowing this, you could come out of Resurrections not really wanting it to be anything more than what it was. You may like the meta focus because of this, especially in the first act, and overall, it's- Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I kind of forgot it. Yeah, pretty much. You give a little more in depth to it, but it makes a lot. But it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, it, I, I, I mean, I forgot to mention. Yeah, Mr. Smith is apparently returned. Don't know how he came back, and don't know why they brought him back, seeing as the fact that he was a virus and he got eliminated. Um, like I said, I don't know how. You know, we we saw Neo and Trinity die, so how they bring them back to life? They're dead. Like, how, how are you going to bring them back to life? They're dead. <laughs> but apparently, I, I, but hey, I mean, it's just, it, it's one of those things where, I don't know how, how I don't know where they're going with it, but yeah, let's hear another one. Morning already. Taco Bell's toasted breakfast burritos will get you out of bed with fluffy eggs, crispy bacon. Movie. You should probably not waste your time going to see it, but ultimately that's your decision. But in my opinion, you shouldn't because you're just going to waste two and a half hours of your life. We've heard mixed things about the Matrix Resurrections up to this point, and for me, we heard some things about it being compared to The Last Jedi, which I've covered here on this channel. I don't think it's The Last Jedi. I don't think wokeness and identity politics had anything to do with this movie being as bad as it was. There is a little bit of that stuff in there, no doubt about it, but that's not why the movie's bad. The movie's bad because it's a convoluted mess. It's relying too much on the past to make you pay attention to the present, but yet at the times that they're bringing the past into it, it feels like, it feels like a generic sci-fi movie with elements of scenes from past Matrix films to make you remember how great the Matrix was, but ultimately, this movie just feels like a generic sci-fi movie trying to capitalize off of that once great uh, franchise. At least, I think the first movie's great. Obviously, the other movies have memorable moments, but I don't think either one of the, the second or third Matrix films are great, but they have great moments within them. But it shows you these past characters and past moments that you're going to connect to, trying to bridge that gap to where we are here, but it just doesn't work. And then not having Lawrence Fishburne to play Morpheus, having this other guy play this version of Morpheus or, or whatever, and the Agent Smith guy, like not having Hugo Weaving to play Agent Smith, but you're going to refer to this Agent Smith as Agent Smith, and you're going to show Hugo Weaving clips from him, but then this guy has no resemblance whatsoever, and of course Hugo Weaving's version is so iconic, it's just dumb. It's really, really dumb. Now, for the Last Jedi comparisons that we have heard, 
I think that that's a comparison in terms of this movie going to be divisive because if you're the first thing people are going to think about when they hear that last Jedi comparison is that Neo is going to be um, basically destroyed and ruined and treated like uh, an old hermit who's um, that's not really what happens here. Neo is still Neo uh, for the most part. Keanu Reeves is still Keanu Reeves. Like, there's no problem from that perspective. He's respected. He's, you know, treated as a legend. He's treated okay in this movie. So don't think that that's going to be a problem going into it. This isn't going to be Neo Jake Skywalker or anything like that. There is some some woke elements to it. But, again, I don't think that the woke elements have anything to do with this movie being bad. I really don't. I think that this movie is just a bad movie and it's a really dumb movie and it relies upon the wrong things to try to move you into the future, I guess. It's just the thing just doesn't work at, at any level for me. There is a lot of attempts to be self-aware and they're almost way too self-aware. Um, there's – more comedy than there should be in a matrix that doesn't really work. Um, which it doesn't, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a matrix movie to me at all. Um, except for those, obviously the clips that they're trying to show to remind you of past matrix films, but that's the whole point that that's why it doesn't feel like one because you show us these clips of past matrix movies and then you show us where we're at now. And it just feels like a generic sci-fi film, but ultimately this movie just doesn't work at all on any level whatsoever. It's very boring. It's very convoluted and it's very stupid. And again, the biggest problem among the many problems it has for me, it was just, why do you have Morpheus without Fishburne? Why do you have Agent Smith without Hugo Weaving? Yet you're trying to make us believe that that is these characters and you're trying to remind us of the great actors that portrayed these uh, characters in the past it's it's weird man it's a weird bad movie <laughs> and i i don't know if i need to watch it again i have zero desire to watch it again i'm not sure what i'm gonna think when i watch this again if i even do um but for me it's dumb it doesn't work it's not worth your time it's not worth your money and uh, I would just go back and watch the first Matrix film and call it a day because ultimately they should have just stopped at one because that first Matrix film was legendary and it changed uh, changed movies for the most part. The sequels are bad. I don't think they're horrifically bad. I don't think they're offensively bad or anything like that. But to me, this is the worst of uh, all of the, the Matrix sequels by, by, a, by a mile. Uh, now, to be fair, I haven't seen – um, the other, I haven't seen two and three in a long time, but that's mainly out of just lack of desire to want to watch them. But ultimately, if you've seen it, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Also, I was just talking with Ryan from RK Outpost, uh, after the movie because he had watched it. I watched it, so I gave him a call. Um, and I guess there's a lot of, and he's going to touch on this in his, uh, when he talks about it, does his review over on his channel. So make sure you go check that out. But, uh, uh, there's a lot of comments that have been made by, uh, the writers of the movie, uh, and a lot of the things that they have said about things that were meant to be messaging in this movie, and those things are here in this movie. They really are. But again, that's not why the movie is bad, but they are there. Um, the movie is bad, and it was always going to be bad. Even if you take those woke elements out of it, this movie was still going to be bad. Um, 
But I'm going to research that a little bit more to kind of hear exactly what they've had to say because I'm not aware of it because I just haven't been paying attention from that perspective. But uh, check out Ryan's review. You guys let me know your thoughts in the comments below. The Matrix Resurrections, a convoluted mess. Exactly. I mean, there was there the liberal douchebag crap in it, yes, but liberal douchebag crap or not, it was going to be bad nevertheless. You can tell. It, it was going to be bad. Like, you can tell. Even the trailer spoke volumes where you were just like, whether it had wokeness or no wokeness, this movie's going to be a train wreck. And that's exactly what it was, a train wreck. So, I mean, yeah, let's see. This is the same guy, but apparently he had a video pointing out the wokeness. I mean, and we'll just, we'll hear what he has to say. And we're going to talk about it further in detail. Now, I uploaded a video earlier talking about how much I do not like this movie, and I don't like it. It is very bad. It's not a good movie. It's not worth your time or your money, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, I support you spending your time and money however you see fit because it has nothing to do with me. It's not my business. I'm just here to give my recommendations, but you have my support either way. But after I did my video, I then went back for the first time in a long time and I watched the very first Matrix film just so I could get better context because watching Resurrections, now all I know is that I loved the first Matrix. I was pretty disappointed by two and three, even though I preferred three over two, but it's been a long time since I saw two or three. And it's been a long time since I saw one, but I've seen one more recently than I had two or three. So I went back because Resurrections was so incredibly bad that I went back and I watched one. And I got to say, the, the first Matrix film holds up incredibly well, in my opinion, incredibly well. And this is a movie that really set a new standard for action movies. It you know, inspired so many different people to try and mimic certain elements of the Matrix. Keanu Reeves was a freaking rock star. He was incredible. Trinity was awesome in the movie. Morpheus was great. All the supporting characters, everything worked so well in that first Matrix movie. And then going back and seeing it right after watching Resurrections puts further context into how bad Resurrections was. It was really bad. Now, I've heard a lot of people complaining, saying it was woke. There are woke elements to Resurrections. There's no doubt about that. I will never dispute that. I'm not here to dispute that. I will say that the wokeness is subtle, and it doesn't, for me, it doesn't hurt the movie that bad. What hurts the movie is bad storytelling and a convoluted mess. And a lot of it is just dumb decisions, whether that be replacing uh, Hugo Weaving, uh, which, again, I'm sure he didn't want to do the movie, but at that point, don't call him Agent Smith. Come up with a new character. Uh, to my knowledge, Lawrence Fishburne would, was open to coming back as Morpheus, but you didn't bring him back, but you named someone else Morpheus to make someone look like Lawrence Fishburne. It's just stupid. So stupid. But then you just get into the parts of the story, and again, if, if you read it on paper, I mean, it doesn't sound great, but it's the execution of it. It doesn't feel like a Matrix movie. It doesn't feel like anything from this universe. It feels like they're using the past to make it feel like it's part of this universe, but in reality, it doesn't. Now, one of the big complaints going on right now, and I totally understand that, is that Neo couldn't fly. Towards the end, there's a scene where now he couldn't fly. We had already established in the movie he could not fly. But later on, 
in the final you know chapter of the film, there's a moment where he and Trinity jump off a building and they are falling and suddenly they stop falling and she's holding his hand as he's dangling and he's like, I'm not doing this. Well, it was her. And I totally understand why that's frustrated a lot of people. I do get it. It didn't frustrate me that much because the very final shot of the film, we see them flying together. They're both individually flying, but they're flying together. So from what I'm understanding, there's this message there where he needed Trinity to kind of get his mojo back of sorts. I have no problem with that. I, I really don't. I, I respect that process of storytelling and you know, character development, chemistry, and all of that. So it's not like Neo just isn't the one anymore or can't do what he, you know, always was doing. It was a matter of he needed to get his, you know, connection back with Trinity to kind of find himself. And if you go back to the first Matrix film, we all remember that moment where she kissed him and, you know, he came back. So it worked. Like, that really didn't bother me. I, it really didn't. Now, in, in current Hollywood... All of these moments are going to bother people in, in some capacity. And as someone that covers identity politics and woke nonsense in Hollywood, I totally understand that. So, again, I'm not telling you don't be upset about it. I'm just telling you, for me, it didn't bother me that much. It, it, it just was part of it. The thing that bothers me about this movie is just how sloppy and boring, and it just felt like a soulless cash grab, which we've heard that a lot of times. From Hollywood, but this truly did feel like a soulless cash grab, um, especially coming right off of Spider-Man No Way Home. It really, really felt like a soulless cash grab, and it just didn't feel like it belongs within this universe at all. It felt like, hey, we need to make another movie, and we need to get some money, and we need to pretend like it's part of this universe – but it's just a sloppy, disastrous mess. Now, again, there are moments within this film that are definitely going to fall in line of the wokeness, little sayings, little comments, little things like that. There's no doubt about that. But the movie itself does not suck because of wokeness. The movie sucks because it's boring as hell. Now, IGN has an article up, and it kind of goes into – now, I'll kind of give you the, the, the layout of, of what we're dealing with here with this movie um, because this, this will kind of break it down. But – uh, Neo is no longer the one, or he isn't the only one. It turns out he just doesn't work without his better half, Trinity. Oh, and also, they're both back from the dead. We'll do our best to explain all of that in a second. But here's a breakdown of everything else going on in Resurrections. Uh, in the real world, 60 years have passed since the events of the Matrix Revolutions, and the uh, truce between man and machine promised in that film has been broken. The squids are up to their old tricks, keeping most of humanity trapped in the Matrix to use them as an energy source and terrorizing the ones who's gotten out. Um, with the Matrix, Neo is back to being Thomas Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Um, but this time, he's, uh, he's an award-winning game developer with a mega-popular video game series called The Matrix. A little too on the nose, but whatever. Um, and uh, then, you know, his boss is... A guy named Smith and his studio's parent company is Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's pretty meta. And Smith is a common name, but it's no coincidence Neo's new boss has the same name as his old nemesis. Um, Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity is also in The Matrix, but she goes by Tiffany now and has a husband named Chad and some kids. That kind of pushes, or that kind of puts a damper on any romance with Thomas. 
even though she clearly feels a connection when he introduces himself down at the local Matrix coffee shop. Again, so much is on the nose with this movie. Meanwhile, Morpheus is also stuck in the Matrix, but this is a different Morpheus. Like, what? Well, I, th that It doesn't make sense. Well, it just doesn't make sense. These are really dumb decisions that don't add up. Now, again, if someone can correct me on this, but from my understanding, Lawrence Fishburne was 100% interested to come back and reprise his role as Morpheus. So why isn't he back? If you're going to bring characters back from the dead, then then why, why do this? I, I just – it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but that's – and then you've got Jessica Henwick who plays Bugs, uh, you know – that's kind of the that's kind of laying the foundation for where we are. Now, my problem isn't necessarily the story, even though it's a little on the nose for me. A lot of this stuff. My problem is how convoluted it gets and how boring it is. Because when you go back and watch that first Matrix film, it is visually stunning. It is visually stunning, just from the aesthetic of it, how it looks. Just when you're watching it normally versus all – and then you add all of the incredible slow motion and the CG into it. Um, there's a personality to it that we just don't have in this movie. There is no personality, and that's one thing that The Matrix gave us, personality, personality within the world, personality within the characters that made up the world. We don't have that here, and again, to have Agent Smith being played as this person who literally – has no defining personality traits or personality at all is a complete slap in the face to Hugo Weaving. Complete slap in the face, which also is a slap in the face to the audience. This person should not be rec uh, called Mr. Uh, Agent Smith. He just absolutely should not. Um, but, I mean, it, it's, it's just kind of showing that there's a lot of, like, boneheaded decisions within this movie that don't really make sense. And that's what's most frustrating about it. Um, the Last Jedi comparisons, I, I, I'm starting to understand those a little better. Now, again, I don't think the movie is woke, and I don't think it suffers from wokeness. But what it does suffer from is stripping everything that made The Matrix great. It strips it away, and it doesn't re re like resemble what we loved about The Matrix. Like I just said, aesthetically – there was a personality to, to, the, to the way it was shot, to the filming of it, the way it looked, and there was a personality to how the characters interacted and how he we went on those journeys with them, and none of that is recognizable here at all. It just feels like it has stripped everything away from this universe that made it great, and it just wanted people to get there and be there to put money in their pockets, put – asses in seats because it's the matrix and hope that the zombies and the drones will just show up and give them their money because it's got Keanu on a poster. And look, I love Keanu Reeves. He just, if you go back to watch the first matrix and then you watch resurrections, he feels like he's phoning it in too. I mean, he really just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Um, there just was not any passion involved from my perspective, watching this film, but overall, um, I would say go back and watch the first Matrix. If you want to watch two and three, that's that's your call. But watching the first Matrix, it kind of ruins the. It takes away the stain of Resurrections, um, and it makes me appreciate what we did have with that first Matrix film because it still holds up very very well. 
What's going to be interesting is how this movie performs with Spider-Man No Way Home, um, because it's uh, – No Way Home is, is just shattering records left and right, and, and No Way Home shows you how to build upon nostalgia. You do nostalgia right. You use that nostalgia to get people interested, and then you take that nostalgia, you respect that nostalgia, but you utilize that nostalgia to build the story and move it forward. And that's exactly what No Way Home did, and that's exactly what Resurrections didn't do. And that's the big difference with these movies. One of them understood what they were doing with nostalgia, and the other one was simply just using nostalgia to get a quick payday. And that's why one of these films is going to be a massive success, and the other will probably be a movie that loses money. Time will tell. But Keanu will bring a lot of people in. Neo will bring a lot of people in. The Matrix, Trinity, that will all bring people in initially. But I believe the word of mouth is going to be very, very bad with this movie. Um, that's going to be it. Uh, oh, by the way, before I do wrap that up, also Rotten Tomatoes, just for perspective, I wanted to show Rotten Tomatoes. It's at a 69% from the critics, and the audience score is at a 78. Now, from my experience, that score typically will decline over time. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, like earlier, if you looked at it, it said like an 89%, and now it's down to a 78%. But that's just to give better perspective as to how people are receiving it up to this point in time. There's only... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there was wokeness, but not as bad, but it wasn't a lot. This movie was going to fail regardless whether there was wokeness or not. I mean, th that's why the talks of a Matrix 4 was never even mentioned for years because everybody knew it would fail. I mean, they're dead. The characters were dead, and I don't know, they magically came back. But, um, I don't know. So, it is what it is on that, but, um... Yeah, so overall, that's that's what it is. Thank you guys for listening. Um, put up another episode tomorrow. I'll be doing putting up another episode tomorrow. And for the next couple days, there's going to be a lot of episodes. Also, New Year's Eve, I'm going to do a special show. It's going to be a live, kind of, well, technically, in a way it'll be live, but it'll be posted as well. And I'll be expanding more platforms on my podcast now. Um, decided to make the jump. So if, let's say, you don't find me on Spotify or Apple, well, you'll be able to find me on other platforms like um, Vimo and YouTube, which I'm currently working on getting set up. So thank you guys for listening and appreciate it.